Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Jessica Toon. I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hi, Kate. Hey there. Hey there. Hey, you. Oh, you. Back again for another podcast. Guess who's back? There you go. Back again. I like that. Ethics. So ethics. Is that what we're talking about today, Kate? Yeah. Some ethics. Yeah. Today, we're going to give you, dear listeners, a quick primer on professional standards. Um, We're going to focus on the ethics process. And basically, we're going to give you like a little rundown of what you should know when you are filing or responding to an ethics complaint. We'll also probably break down the arbitration process in another um, episode. So, oh, future, future, something to look forward to. Get excited, right? Because we know that disputes may arise during the course of a transaction or just any type of interaction with other real estate professionals. Often, Kate, it's often a result of miscommunication. Right. People are busy. It happens. Right. And if it happens a lot, then people tend to get upset and things can things can suddenly escalate quickly. True, true, true. But let's work on not having that happen. Let's do it. If you have an issue with someone in the transaction or just in your general uh, interactions, it may be a good idea to just reach out to him or her directly. Communicate. Right? Sure. If there's sure. a miscommunication, it can be really easy to fix it uh-huh. um, or you can also reach out to his or her supervising broker um, especially if someone's having kind of repeated issues along the same line it's always great for a broker to know what's going on in his or her own office and more importantly you really may be able to resolve the issue without using the complete process a little less formal easier quicker to end right right S- speaking of informal you also may want to use one of our more informal processes the ombudsman program. Say that five times fast. That's where a neutral third party works to resolve the dispute. However, sometimes disputes are a little bit more serious and do require a more formal dispute resolution process. And we have that with the complaint for um, ethical violations. Um, First, as a member of the National Association of Realtors, you agree to abide by their code of ethics. Hooray. Yes. Um, The Code of Ethics has 17 articles and many standards of practices, which explain and illustrate the principles of the articles of the Code of Ethics. That was a lot of ofs there. Um, We do have lots of training materials on the Code of Ethics, including some other podcasts. Make sure you know the code. I think that's one really important thing. Right. Because as Realtors, you agree to abide by the Code of Ethics. So it means that only realtors can be held accountable for violating them. You cannot file a complaint against a non-realtor. Fun fact. Fun fact. If you do, it won't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You also need to file your complaint with a local association where the respondent, the respondent is of course the person responding to your complaint, and if you're filing the complaint, then you would be the complainant. Um, So where the respondent is a member, and it needs to be filed within 180 days. That 180-day deadline is super important. Um, It has to be 180 days from either the time you knew or reasonably should have known that potentially unethical conduct took place or within 180 days after the conclusion of the transaction or event. 
whichever is later. The 180-day deadline is about six months, so you have a lot of time to think about filing a, a complaint. But if you file outside of that 180 days, your complaint will not move forward. Right. We're, they're super strict about the deadline of that 180 days. Um, you are allowed to file either, that kind of either or option of 100 days after the event or after the closing of the transaction. So you can wait until after a transaction closes before filing a complaint. This kind of can allow things to move forward for your client and get through the transaction without dealing with the ethics complaint or adding kind of an additional level of um, conflict, potential conflict to the transaction, making it a little more, which could potentially make it more difficult for your clients to mm -hmm. close on the house they want to buy, right? right? Yeah. Your complaint needs to include a narrative of the events that led you to believe the realtor violated the code of ethics and also needs to specifically cite one or more of the articles of the code of ethics. You cannot only have a standard of practice. Okay. So let's talk about the process. The goal of the ethics hearing is for the parties to receive due process with a full and fair hearing. With an ethics complaint, the complainant files a complaint. It goes to the grievance committee who determines whether it was properly filed, whether the association has jurisdiction, and for an ethics complaint, whether it is properly alleged that there was a potential violation of the code of ethics. If the grievance panel forwards the complaint to a hearing panel, it will notify the respondent and provide the respondent with the opportunity to respond. Respond. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Uh, then the association's professional standards administrator will work with the parties to set the hearing date and time and select an impartial hearing panel members. Both parties have the right to have legal counsel or realtor counsel represent them at the hearing, and they can also bring witnesses to help their case. All realtors need to remember that under Article 14 of the Code of Ethics, they are obligated to participate in these professional standards matters and can face additional ethics charges if they do not cooperate. At the hearing, the hearing panel will listen to both sides present their version of events and including listen to any witnesses. During testimony, the other party and the hearing panel members may ask questions. Once both parties have presented their evidence, the hearing panel will go into executive session and decide, first of all, whether there was a violation of the Code of Ethics, and if they do find there was a violation, what the sanction should be for the violation. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor. BHDA works with Realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. Let's take it to the legal hotline. Jessica, an agent did something I do not like. You can imagine anything. Fill, fill in the blank. In, fill in the blank yourself. Is that a violation of the code of ethics? We do often get the question of whether a specific action is a violation of the Code of Ethics, but unfortunately, we cannot answer that because only a hearing panel is charged with making that determination. We can certainly provide you with information about specific articles of the Code of Ethics, but we are not in charge of making a determination as to what behavior is or is not a violation of the Code of Ethics. Kate, I filed a complaint and it got forwarded to a hearing panel. Does that mean that the grievance committee thinks that I have a valid complaint and the other realtor is in violation of the code? No. 
It means that the grievance committee reviewed the documents and determined that the allegations, if taken as true, might support a violation of those article or articles cited in the complaint. It really just means that your complaint was rooted in a violation of the code of ethics versus something that's not at all covered by the code. The hearing panel will make a determination as to whether there was actually a violation of the code of ethics. Finally, I'm upset with what Realtor Z did and believe it is a violation of the code of ethics. Where do I file my complaint? Good question. The best place to file is with the Realtor's local association. You will need to file a complaint form and a narrative of why you're filing the complaint. We always recommend including as much information as possible to help the grievance committee evaluate your complaint. If you aren't sure of the member's local association, feel free to reach out to us via the legal hotline and we can direct you to the correct local. Let's limit your risk. Uh, the best way to limit your risk with professional standards is to know the code, right? That will help prevent you from being in violation of the code of ethics. Of course, but let's talk a little bit about best practices when filing a complaint. So first, you need to file within the 180-day deadline. Check with your association to make sure you are filing your complaint with the correct association. That's important too. Include any relevant documents with your complaint. The more information you provide, the more the grievance committee will understand your complaint. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged into this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons attribution share-like license.